All right, Rabbi, so I'm going to share a quick word over here on Miketz. Zeis Chanukah, trying to maybe try to tie together the, uh, as we have the final glows, glowing embers of Chanukah still here for the next few hours on Zeis Chanukah, going into Parshas Miketz, which this year is not going to be Chanukah, but it's Erev, Shab- Erev Shabbos Miketz and Zeis Chanukah together. So, so we have in Miketz, um, Yosef, Yosef down in Mitzrayim, and Yosef has two kinderloch in Mitzrayim. He has Menashe and Ephraim. And why are they called Menashe and Ephraim? The Torah tells us why they're called Menashe and Ephraim. Menashe is called Menashe, why? Well, Yosef, you lot shnei vanim, b'terim tovay shnas harova, sh'yodol lo'y osnas pas p'tifer k'ayin o'in. Ba'ikra, Yosef v'shem ha'bechor Menashe. Yosef calls his bechor Menashe. Kinashani l'kim is called Amoli, is called Beis Ovi, HaKosh Baruch has caused me to forget all of my tsaris. And my father's house, you know, everything I left quite a lot behind, and I've been here in Mitzrayim for many long years. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's made me forget all that. Okay, that's Menashe. Menashe. It's about the Tzaras, about what he's left behind, what he's forgotten. The second son he calls Ephraim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's allowed me to be productive, productive and fruitful in the land of my suffering in Mitzrayim. I've been fruitful over here in the land of my suffering. So Ephraim, Menashe is about the suffering. Menashe is about the suffering. Ephraim is Hifrani, Lushan of, of, of uh, Piria, being fruitful, being productive in the land of his suffering. So, um, a couple of things. It's interesting that um, from Yosef's two sons, one of them has been selected as like a collective name for Klayusrol as a nation. Klayusrol is called Ephraim, even though Ephraim was one son of one son of one wife of Yaakov. Yaakov has a wife, Rachel, who has two sons, Yosef and Yemen. One of those sons, sons, Ephraim, now becomes a collective term for all of Klai Yisrael. Haben Yaakov Ephraim. Right? Rebbeinu regards all Klai Yisrael as Ephraim. We're called Ephraim. So it's interesting that, that you know, a son of a son of a wife of Yaakov becomes a collective term for all of Klai Yisrael. Why is that? What's Pshat? Why are we all called Ephraim? And it's also interesting that Chazal actually analyzed the name Ephraim in seeing that it's used to refer um, in, in, a, in a general sense to Klai Yisrael. And Chazal say that, that the name Ephraim it, it means something else. Chazal has a different etymology over here, a different derivation for the name Ephraim. Chazal say, why, what's, what's Pshat the name Ephraim? Chazal want to know what, what, what's, what's going into the name Ephraim. A different Pshat? Chazal disagree with Yosef. Chazal or Chalik on Yosef. That's right. Lior is asking a good question. That's 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 where we're heading right now. Chazal Ephraim is interesting. The the the, the pluralization of Ayim generally indicates like a doubling, something that's doubled, like Pa'amayim, Yodayim, Raglayim. Something that's doubled is that gets the Ayim suffix. Um, so Ephraim is a doubling, say Chazal, of Afer. It's Afer Pa'amayim. Ephraim means two Afers. Afer means means ash, and it's the ash of Yitzchak, Yitzchak by the Akedah, Yitzchak was, was supposed to be consumed, and the, 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 um, the ram that Avram brought instead of Yitzchak was indeed consumed, and that re- re- represented Yitzchak to a certain degree. Yitzchak, we say Yitzchak's own ash is there uh, in Shemaim in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so it's the ash of Yitzchak, and, and, and um, the... Um, Ash of Avram of Inu being burnt up, that he, Avram was supposed to be consumed in the fire of Nimrod. 
Anochi offer ve'efer. Avram says on himself, I'm dust and ash. So Avram is referred to as um, something, someone who is like virtual ash because he was spared from the being um, reduced to ash in, in the furnace of Nimrod. And Yitzchak was virtually reduced to ash in the virtual Akeda um, when he was, when we substituted and Avram substitutes the ram for him. So there's the afer, the ash of Avram, the afer of Yitzchak, twice afer, a doubling of afer, that's a fry. This is why we're called Ephraim. That's what this shot in the name of Ephraim. So the question is, but Yosef doesn't say that. Yosef says a different shot in the name of Ephraim. Yosef says Ephraim is Hifrani. Ephrani Lakim Beretzani. Hashem, allow me to be productive over here in the land of my Ani, in the land of my suffering. So if Yosef clearly tells us shot in the name of Ephraim, why is Chazal saying a different shot? Chazal is disagreeing with Yosef as to why Yosef is using this name, what's going into this name. So. Um, but let's ask one more question. Let's throw this in over here now. There seems to be another connection between Ephraim, not just Ephraim and Klai Yisrael, but Ephraim and Hanukkah, actually. An interesting source. There is a work from Chazal, from the Tanoim, called Megillus Tainus. It gets quoted in the Gemara here and there. And Megillus Tainus is a collection of brises from Chazal that talk about all the festivals of the year, all the special days that occur during the year. And... Um, when you can fast, when you can't fast, and it talks about Hanukkah over there, and, and a lot of the, the quotations that, that show up in the Gemara and Shabbos that discuss Hanukkah come from, really are taken from Megillus Tainus. The Megillus Tainus, it talks about um, how come Chazal made the celebration of Hanukkah for eight days, and not seven. Mm-hmm. This question mm-hmm. is usually attri- attributed to the, the Beis Yosef. It's called the Beis Yosef's question, why Hanukkah is eight days and not seven days, the miracle is only for seven days. So the Bryce over there actually also asks the same question, the Hanukkah should be seven days. And in in um, in, in, in suggesting uh, the sevenness, why why there's something, why why uh, we would be able to see a, a um, why would be we would be able to see um, value and merit in a seven, a sevenness, the package of seven that comes to Hanukkah, the Bryce mentions the fact that on the seventh day of the dedication of the Mishkan, which we read every day of Hanukkah, we read, you know, day by day by day, which Nasi, which leader of which tribe brought Karbanas of that Shevet, of that day of the, you know, of Nisan. So Bryce points out the seventh day, who brought the Karban on the seventh day? Which Nasi, which Shevet came on the seventh day? Ephraim. Ephraim came on the seventh day. Hmm. So there's something also of merit, of note, about the sevenness. Um, and, 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 the one, and, and the Bryce is saying that we could have stopped at seven. Hanukkah could have stopped at seven as well. But it didn't. But it didn't. We let it go to eight. But there's something about seven. We could have stopped at seven because that's when Ephraim brought his carbon. And the Bryce has explained itself. Like, what's so significant about, you know, the fact that seven goes hand in hand with Ephraim, the shavit of Ephraim, the Nasi of Ephraim bringing his carbon on the seventh day of Nisan that would that would factor into Hanukkah. What does Hanukkah have to do with Ephraim? So we see a connection between Ephraim and Hanukkah. We see a connection between Ephraim and Klai Yisrael. And we see Chazal giving a different a different interpretation of the name of Ephraim than Yaakov himself did, who I mean than Yosef himself did who named Ephraim. So what's going on over here? Put all this together. So the ideas like this are they say. Ephraim is really two for one. The name of Ephraim represents two things. And Chazal see 
You know, Chazal tells Ephraim is a double of Afer, double of Ash. Even though Yosef says, Hifran Yilakim, Chazal are coming from the same exact Pasuk. Yosef doesn't say just, Ki Hifran Yilakim, Hashem has allowed me to be productive. I named my son Ephraim because Hashem has given me productivity. But it's productivity, Be'eretz Ani. In the same land of my suffering, the same place, the same area where I was in anguish, where I suffered, where I was you know, in, in, in a subpar, subpar kind of place, that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu gave me productivity, gave me the ability to be fruitful, the ability to be active. And not just in the same place, but as a result of the suffering. The Eretz Ani. Yosef is able to see how the suffering led him to productivity. The suffering led him to activity. The suffering led him to, to, to greatness and success. And that's where Chazal getting the Ephraim from. The Hainu, the whole Yesoid of the shame of Ephraim, the name of Ephraim, is, yeah, we start with Ash. There, 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 there is, unfortunately, sometimes destruction, suffering, anguish, and pain. And sometimes a doubling of so, right? The, Avram Avinu being persecuted, Nimrod ordering him to jump into the furnace, Yitzhak Avinu having to give up his life. There, there are times in Kleisol that we, in our collective and our personal existence, we go through pain, we go through suffering, we go through anguish, we go through times of darkness. But Hifrani Elikim Be'eretz Ani. What Yosef is able to say and able to see is that I see that that leads to productivity. I'm able to build off of the ashes, build off of the ashes of destruction to build greatness, to, to achieve, to achieve <coughs> results and productivity and breakthroughs. And that is Klai Yisrael. That's Ephraim. That's why I have Ben Yakirli Ephraim. That's why Ephraim is used in a general term, a general sense, to capture Klai Yisrael because this is you know, the, the, the story of our existence, the story of our success, that you know, it's been a long gullus, and Claudius, we've gone through, unfortunately, times of darkness, times of suffering. Again, both as a nation and personally. Every person, on a personal level, has these times of darkness, times where they're reduced to ash, times where we're just, we feel like we're smoldering, smoldering embers of who we were, who we wanted to be, and who we used to be, and who we're supposed to be. But Ayid, and Klai Yisrael, again, on a personal level, and, and as a nation, we build off of those ashes, we build off of the embers, and not just we move forward, it's not just about moving forward, it's about seeing how the destruction is planting the seeds for greatness. The honey, the, 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 the suffering, is what allows us to redouble, is what allows us to rebound, is, is, is what brings us to a place of greatness. And this is what's going on by Hanukkah. The Hanukkah, the seventh day, is Ephraim, and the eighth day of Hanukkah is building off of the Ephraim. It was the, the suffering at the hands, the persecution at the hands of the Greeks, which was the impetus for Klai Yisrael to say, to have that rebound, to push back again. It was being suppressed, being under the thumb and the, and, and the, uh, and the, the, the harsh, harsh decrees of the Yavanim, all that pain, all that suffering, that was able to get Klai Yisrael to realize where they, you know, where, 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 what they needed to do where they needed to uh, rise to the occasion, and they did rise to the occasion. That was the breakthrough of Hanukkah, was using the pain, using the suffering to their advantage as a springboard for growth, for building, for moving forward, not just for you know, moving beyond, but building off of the ash, building off of the embers, and using that as the impetus for growth.
So this is Rabbi Yisai um, Ephraim. This is why Klaus was called Ephraim, because this is the story of our success always. The Ephraim This is why both of those aspects of the names are combined together. It's the ash, the embers that lead us to greatness, that, 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 that create the opportunities for greatness. I look back and see that the pain and the suffering allowed me to, to push beyond that, allowed me to make these breakthroughs. And this is the idea of Hanukkah as well, going from seven to eight. Seven having a, a cycle of suffering over here, but eight is the breakthrough, going beyond that, above and beyond that, and to use that as not, just, not to get caught up in my suffering, not to try to forget about my suffering, but to say that this, I'm going to use the suffering as a springboard, as the impetus for greatness and breakthroughs. And Baruch Hu should give us a freyuch and lichtige Hanukkah, lichtige zeis Hanukkah, and allow us as a nation, and allow us as individuals to only achieve greatness and breakthroughs. And, you know, each of us in our own way, to whatever ashes we, we have had to deal with in the past, to use that as the impetus for the rebound, to, to achieve breakthroughs, to achieve greatness and productivity. And should uh, all of us together, Tanisim, Niflois, Yeshua, and the Chamas, and Shabbos, and Hanukkah.